Hey everyone and welcome to the Real Film Podcast, the podcast that chats film, TV, comics and games sometimes. Uh, in this season we're looking at all things MCU as the Infinity Sagas comes to its epic conclusion. Uh, in this episode we're looking into the phase three of Marvel films, um, but we're not going to be touching too heavily on Infinity War or Endgame because we've got episodes dedicated to those films themselves. Uh, so phase three began in 2016 with the release of Civil War and ended in 2019 with the release of Endgame. And although the world around it has crumbled to pieces in these years, in 2016 we still had, you know, Obama in the White House, uh, and then in June we had Brexit. Uh, by 2017, Trump was in power, and it's all gone downhill. Thanos arrived. From, uh, yeah, Thanos <laughs> arrived. Um, but you know, even though the world's gone to crap, the MCU was pretty, pretty strong. Really, they didn't really put a foot wrong. You know, the Civil War changed the dynamic of the Avengers forever. Doctor Strange introduced new realities. Homecoming mastered the local neighborhood hero, which I know Guff will have something to say for in a minute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you want to call it mastering. You know, Ragnarok finally got Thor right. Black Panther made a powerful statement and was nominated for Best Oscar. Um, and Captain Marvel finally put a female superhero in the full limelight. Mm. So a good phase, all in all. Um, and that's not even mentioning Guardians 2, Ant-Man, Wasp, Infinity War, and Endgame. So a pretty strong... Things. I completely forgot Captain Marvel was in this phase. Yeah. 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 Pretty strong yeah. intro, by the way. Can yeah. we just yeah. Yeah. very well yeah. done, mate? I, well. I was going to do that for mine, and on in 2008, like Boris Johnson got elected mayor of London. That's about <laughs> it, and, and the financial <laughs> crash. And I was like, it's well, not really worth bringing up, yeah. is it? Did not research into the phase. Also, <laughs> outside yeah. yes. also in 2016, a Indian schoolboy set the record for the highest um, one-man innings in cricket, and he got over a thousand runs. I remember that, actually. I remember that. That's yeah. mad. The Forrest Gump of child Indian cricket, beating a previous record held by. A British schoolboy, which only about six hundred. So, and more power to him. Yeah. Screw the white. Indians coming over here, still in our world records. Yeah. This yeah. is brought to you by five white men. <laughs> yeah, we should reiterate that. Like me saying, screw the whites is like yeah. more like I am white. Yeah. Like, so just gonna get one in every hood. Um, <laughs> it's like our Easter egg. Yeah. But anyway, we're kind of however many episodes into this little series now. So, as always, we've got Rob Guffers, Sam, and David joining Hello. me. Hello. This little discussion. Oh, um, let's get into it then. Um, we're starting with Rob, who is ranking the films in this phase. Um, yeah, so I'm going to rank uh, the best sort of the trilogies that we've got because Phase Three obviously like caps off Captain America and uh, Thor's trilogies. I mean, Iron Man was last phase, but you know whatever. Um, so I think like. You'd all say probably Iron Man started the strongest out of yeah, all three of them. Started, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And then kind of like Captain America probably had the best second film. Yeah, hundred mm. percent. And Thor probably has the best yeah. third film. Maybe. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe. I, 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 do I, I love Ragnarok. So I, I find this like really difficult to actually do. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't. As much as I love Ragnarok. I think it's got some flaws it as a superhero yeah, film. It has, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Well, I can't. I, obviously, Civil War does too, but I feel like it has it's less. It's a better film. It's a I better film. It, it, I Although f- I'd probably enjoy watching Ragnarok more. I watched Ragnarok the other day, and I was I do. It's not, myself it's not, it's for two hours fun. straight. Yeah, it's more. It's more an enjoyable watch than Civil War is. If I, think, yeah, I still day. think Civil War might be my favorite MCU film, and that's a bold Ooh. statement, even considering I, the yeah. saga endings films. Wow. Okay. Call, really? But, yeah. That's maybe. Big maybe. Big call. Um. Yeah, so I've, ra- I've basically ranked the trilogy. I've ranked Captain America top, mainly because Winter Soldier, I think, is the best Marvel film. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree. Um, and Civil War. Civil War, to me, like, I always... I don't know. It's still very good. I really love it, but something about it isn't Winter Soldier to me. 
So it's like, if I'm going to watch a Russo Captain America film, I'm always going to watch Winter Soldier ahead of Civil War. I think, for me, the thing that ruins Civil War a smidge, and this is controversial. You better be careful. It's... It doesn't ruin it. That, that, that's too harsh. I was going to say, yeah. It's, it's the thing hard. that knocks it down a peg to Winter Soldier is the heavy reliance on everyone else. Like the thing that I said about yeah. Winter Soldier in like the last mm. episode, which is that you've got no supernatural elements really in it, apart from, yeah, the guy's got a bit, he's a bit stronger than everyone else. Like that's, it's a lot downplayed while you've got your entire Avengers team in this. Like this I is suppose what, it wouldn't be Civil it War a, if it wasn't though. Well, no, yeah. no, I'm not saying it's not necessary by any means. Like I think if you're going to do a Civil War film, you have to do it, you know, to what you have, which is like all these characters at hand. I just think, yeah, in co- comparative to um, Winter Soldier, Soldier, it's just not, it's not quite the uh, top. It also has that weird Robert Downey, you know that the airport scene? It's all like oh, green screen. Right. And Robert Downey's head, head looks fucking awful when you watch that again. Yeah. That it's, really brings me out of it. I'm like, yeah, it really why don't you put him in a suit? Yeah. One, Why one bit that I don't it? like in that is a, he has a line where he's like, come with us, and he describes the group, like, he describes <laughs> his little team. He says something like, we're a bunch of... No, that's not what it is. I've misheard this line oh, so much. He says we're a bunch of JSOP guys. He doesn't say we're a bunch. He says, you're going to come with us because it's us and yeah. not a gang of JSOP guys who, with without a compunction for being nice or something. And JSOC is basically all the special forces in yeah. each element of the United oh. like, States military. So he means like Navy special I, forces. Mil- that's what yeah, I mean. I J-Soc, have misheard that because I thought yeah. he said something like, you're going to come with us because it's us. And we've got, we're a bunch of whatever we've guys. We've got Jane yeah. Sock. <laughs> no compunction <laughs> about being impolite. And I was like, yeah, that's, shut up. That's, that's what I've always thought. Yeah, no, JSOC. <laughs> right. Because someone else said a line in it in another film, JSOC. And I was like, what does that what mean? Like, like, yeah. And then, yeah, it means all the special Special okay. forces in like the navy okay. and the marines That's and stuff. Cool, yeah. Perfect, bro. Um, yeah. So Captain America, I put up top. <clears throat> I actually really like the first Avenger as well. To be fair. I think that's solid, even though yeah. Matt hates it. I, 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 yeah. I think the music in that as well, like that soundtrack Great. is so I, good. I really like that film up until a point, and then. The montage. Which point, Matt? The montage. The montage. Is it the montage? The montage. Oh. Do, you do, the montage? do, do you like Rocky Captain films, America. Matt, by any chance? Push it to the limit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love a good montage in a film. I just really don't like that montage in that that's film. That's fair enough. Um, really I don't. Problem. I think it, it, what really noticed is that, yeah, it's like, I don't mind the Howling Commando bit, so that's, that's dead cool. It's that bit where it's like Red Skull and he's like, ah, oh, I've been thwarted again oh, by see, those dastardly kids. That's why I, I love it because it's like, it's, 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 probably it, it's that it's similar montage to earlier in the film where it's like him on stage, like punching Hitler. It's like the whole kind yeah. of like World War II propaganda. Like I kind of see that as like Saturday morning cartoon, yeah. like Red yeah. Skull, like, ah, yeah. foiled again, he, he man. It was a very like, <laughs> uh, no, I don't like it. Different kind of skull that one, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was almost like, the, I mean, he is a very theatrical kind of character in that whole thing, really. He mm. is quite like, the big bad guy like twiddling he could be twiddling his mustache yeah. at one point he is very like if he wasn't shaved yeah, yeah. if he wasn't if he wasn't <laughs> red ever had no hair he wasn't missing all his skin yeah um, he, he, did, he strikes me he is a very yeah quite like over the top like almost stereotypical like he's the bad he's the big yeah Nazi essentially he's a big Nazi um, yeah. so yeah I feel that almost kind of plays into it like because yeah of the time when you would have seen those like cartoons or mm. whatever it was that they watched in the fifth well nothing much yeah. in the 40s because you know tv and that but yeah um, uh, i felt he kind of fit with that dynamic yeah. and no, you would I, pick that up i do get that i think it's, it's a little on the nose for me it's mm. fair enough i think it, yeah. he doesn't have a nose <laughs> oh, wait does he <laughs> no racist um but yeah i think like his arc for the whole trilogy is so good like where he's like naive to the point of just like following orders and he's like i love my country Patriot, and then like Winter Soldier really like shakes mm. his faith in like authority and yeah. people, yeah. and then Civil War kind of does 
falls on from that and he's like i'm not trusting these people i know what these people are like these people have agendas and they're yeah. infiltrating that like, it's such a perfect like arc for him mm. by the end of the yeah. war he's like yeah. i don't trust them i don't even trust the avengers yeah. I, i'm on my own see that's thing. why people like really infuriate me when they say that they side with tony stark for civil war because i'm like why i know i, like, know, I don't get but, like because the whole thing is thunderbolt ross is the biggest bell end in the mcu <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna ever talk about him or i hate him so <laughs> much such a bell end i mean he's great though he's, he's, he's a great, great. He's a, oh, you know yeah. what he's a great yeah. villain that's never considered a villain yeah. really you know what i mean yeah, but he's, he's such a bastard but then it's that thing of him um, yeah like he, he uses um the heli carriers in winter soldier as like reasons why they should be curbed it's like that was your was government you. system yeah, that was, that was your hit. corrupt government you system it. like it's like if anything that's that's shown us like why governments shouldn't be trusted with all these big powerful people it was I like was, i was team iron man but only before i saw the film and because he's got a cooler team <laughs> I, think the, I think the great thing about it is that you can actually see both sides of it i think the fact that people actually kind of understand yeah. people yeah. need to be accountable for yeah. what they do but obviously like he, like humanizes them both really. yeah it's a really well like kind of written bit that because you could very easily like, side with and it obviously does like, and it's like yeah it does massive parts like their relationship mm-hmm. in yeah. Infinity War and that's kind of why I guess Thanos is kind of partly successful is because they are yeah. totally separate yeah. and then that obviously plays into a game where does that make Zemo the most effective villain then? Maybe, yeah. I, he, he's, ah, up, you know I, he's up yeah. there with my favourite villains. I just always yeah. forget about him. I, I do yeah. as well. Yeah. Well, I was thinking before when we were talking about villains, I was like, I swear there's some that I really like and yeah. Zemo is. Zemo. Yeah. Zemo's yeah. great. I'd put Zemo in top three. He might, he, I think he kind of takes Loki off top I think, three, to I be think honest with me. underused a little bit in that film, but the, what he accomplishes like practically speaking he is one of the best villains mm. Mm. that's why I quite like him I like his subtlety to it yeah. personally that's why I like Black 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 my favourite uh, second best trilogy I've won Iron Man I think oh, really? because it's uh, more consistent than Thor yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I think Thor has like Ragnarok which I think is phenomenal yeah but it's but not Iron just Man, Ragnarok is yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think they don't know what they're doing with Thor for most of it. Like, mm. oh, what are we? Oh, okay, so he's heir to throne. It's like the end of it. It's like, oh, I actually don't want throne. That second one's kind of the same thing. Where it's like, yeah. does he want to be king? Does he not want to be king? And then mm. Ragnarok, he's kind of like. And I, I think I'm going to talk about this a bit in Endgame actually, where like his whole arc has been to be king, mm. and he kind of accepts it. At Ragnarok, and then like he's just like, nah, I actually, actually don't really want it in the yeah. end. I think that's kind of a bit of a miss. Like throughout, it, you can kind of see the like, I don't really know what I'm doing. What we need to do as character. Like first one's kind of alien kind of mm. on earth kind of comedy sort of almost comedy but then also mm. sort of this tragic yeah. kind of Shakespearean thing with his brother and all this um, second one's kind of like a weird buddy comedy where they kind of give him a bit mm. more humour but again I can't remember how that ends, it, it ends what does he do I know Loki's on the throne that's, what's that's Thor why I, I was just about to say that. that's why I think throne, yeah. Thor 2 is like one of my favourites because yeah it's well not as in like what it brings to the rest oh, of the right. MCU oh, yeah. Yeah. and why it's so integral like, it's why like phase 2 like has some like not too great films but it impacts so much lot, of how everything happens yes. like in character development because like yeah Thor basically that's his decision to be like I'm not a king and I've got other things to do like yeah. I'm more of a like a, a sort of, kind of like Captain America where he's like I'm a soldier like yeah. first and it's like that's kind of and it, it does link back to Endgame I suppose and then yeah I think it's really cool how they do that and then they're like at the end of Ragnarok they've got no one else and he's like yeah I need to step up yeah. and do this and I think they do kind of undo that a little bit in Endgame it, where they're yeah, like they've kind of ruined enough. almost that arc a bit but fair enough so it's still nitpicking but yeah I feel like his trilogy is kind of undermined by them not really knowing what they're doing with that character yeah. even yeah. though I love it, Ragnarok it, there's not like a set arc is yeah. there kind of thing yeah, it feels yeah. almost like Whatever's, whatever's going to fit for this yeah, yeah. film it's almost like it. what's his responsibility is this big powerful is his, king yeah. guy yeah. god while Iron Man's is like he's just a man trying to get better <laughs> like really is like his character arc is he's trying to just be a better person like yeah. the whole arc is like 
you know one is he's develops a moral compass to what he's doing and like the impact he has on the world the second one is him kind of realizing he has to kind of almost grow up a little bit and then like the third one is him kind of going like i'm part of something much bigger i need to kind of get a bit of perspective like i reckon maybe the the strength of the trilogies depends on the consistency of the directors so with Captain America, yeah. the last two are obviously the Russos are phenomenal, yeah. and it's like a continuation. The first two Iron Mans are the same Iron Men, whatever, are the same <laughs> director, and then obviously you know I'm feeling to the third one, yeah. and then with Thor, it's, <laughs> a different, it's a different director and almost like a completely different tone yeah. for each film. So yeah, yeah. that's probably why they've yeah, yeah. the, the ranking mm. given them. Yeah, I know that's right. That's about all of what's on it. The ranking, unless you want me to rank the, the films, the MC, in it's the quite a phase. big phase. It's a big yeah, phase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big phase. I tell you, what, I'm just getting out there now. If they do do a four right. four and they don't do what they did for Fantastic Four stick, which is just put four yeah, the number yeah, four yeah, alarm. Yeah. I'll, I'll walk <laughs> away from that. Se- <laughs> yeah, I'll walk away from that <laughs> yeah. series for nothing about super fatigue or anything like that. It's just I'm never watching one of these <laughs> games because <laughs> they've not Stick done that. It better be TH four R if not that ICC and put the <laughs> put the put the four in brackets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. good, cool. yeah. good, cool. ranked. Uh, next up we're going Ranked. to do Defended <laughs> Yeah we're going to do Sam And yep. he's asking the question Where's Oscorp at? Damn right So I have a question For everybody um, In this phase We have Actually we have two Spider-Mans Which I uh, Realise is probably going to Screw up the whole Endgame section That I've got going But it doesn't matter We're talking about future Of the MCU at that one So it's fine um anyway we're introduced to spider-man uh first shows up in civil war uh seeing that trailer obviously was still one of the just oh yeah peaks of uh that but anyway regardless um we're introduced to spider-man and spider-man's obviously already established as spider-man he's got his powers ben's probably fucking well dead in the ground worm food by now um but my question is obviously such a a big element in spider-man's universe is uh the osborns and Mm. Uh, kind of where they exist. Aussie, Sharon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jack doing that adrenaline junkie yeah. thing he did. He's like, I'm off Stark Tower. <laughs> <laughs> See you at the bottom. I mean, that is one of my points later. I mean, it's one point that everyone keeps throwing around this whole, like, what happened to Avengers Tower uh, kind of thing. People throwing around, like, is it the Baxter building? Is it going to be Oscorp? And things like that. It just got me thinking, like, where, where and when, if as well, are they going to start introducing this to him i mean in um in homecoming it established him that he's got the powers and everything which very much enjoyed i mean he's got that scene with ned where he's talking about what happened it is very like it's almost like instead of giving the whole origin story like he goes to this he gets bitten by spider blah blah it's very short to i got bit by spider and now it's dead um because people know it now don't yeah they? exactly it's been done to death everyone knows the origin of spider-man kind of thing but i am starting to wonder when are they going to start just, just little hints maybe to Oscorp where he's going to be in I mean he doesn't mention it. obviously the spider that bites him happens well at least in other media happens at Oscorp or happens mm. as a function of Oscorp's yeah, experimentation on things so is that something that's going to hint I mean is it maybe they're saving it for Oscorp talking about like the no Spider-Man existing kind of thing so that sometimes does open up the whole Miles Morales, him also getting bit by a spider because Oscorp realizes, oh, Spider-Man, blah blah, came because of this spider that's been genetically modified. Or I forget how the spider's actually mutated anyway. Varies. Um, yeah, whoever's storyline you're following now, anyway. But is that giving a backdoor to introduce people like 
Miles Morales or different types of spider spider pig maybe spider ham um, yeah. get it right yeah, yeah. No, it's not the sorry. Simpsons movie but it could be spider pig um, or is that almost going to be a uh, don't know this is us when we talk about time travel and endgame the whole multiverse thing they could be doing is that maybe going to be something that gets brought up there later on um, but yeah I just wonder what people's thoughts are of where and when this might be I mean I feel like you can't really function. have Spider-Man universe where you don't address Oscorp mm. yeah. that's, that's the thing so I think at some point you've got piece. to get yeah to to that i'm surprised they haven't put anything in. well there's nothing there's i have anything. something that i want to talk about in the end game part that yeah i uh, might have yeah, an it, idea in homecoming though there's no even no hint, no mention no mention. You'd, i mean i think there'd be something in the background somewhere because because even if you ever use it people be like oh cool that's cool it'd like, be nice if i mean again we're kind of skipping forward a little bit but it'd be nice if maybe like say for example at the end of far from home they have like a new student join the school. You I was going to say this. Oh, fucking yeah. read my bit. Oh really? Yeah. Harry, there you go. Yeah. I will fucking have yeah. Just but, moved to town with his yeah. dad's business. Because yeah. I think that you know it makes because it's like it makes I, sense. I suppose yeah. I suppose in like in the context of you've got uh, a billionaire who works for a science company who's put his really smart kid in just an average school. It's yeah, kind of it outdated. But because yeah. you now put Peter in like Midtown Tech, mm-hmm. where he's around all these geniuses, that's like a perfect setting yeah. to have that kind of yeah. character introduced. But mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming you have more notes on it, or you, it was one of your theories. I don't want to skip ahead. No, no, no. That was yeah. That was going to be my. Uh, I mean, it obviously plays into the whole um, where the state of the MCU is post End Game, mm. like timeline wise. Um, how the students are and things like that. You've spun a whole theory in my head now. Yeah, wait, that. don't worry. Yeah. We'll pro- oh, it'll we'll we'll pro- we'll probably be the, uh, it'll probably be very similar to what yeah. I go into. Um, yeah, going down there. But one thing, I, I don't think they should really throw Green Goblin out. I kind of almost don't want Green Goblin to be the f- like the reason they introduce the yeah, Osborns yeah, into it. For a bit yeah, I almost kind of yeah, want Norman Osborn to kind of be shown as just this just bastard because he, he's like he's this big like industrialist he's like he's got a big company that does all this other he's had the like, bigger thing. impact on the side of the Marvel yeah. comics no he, exactly he has Norman Osborn yeah, yeah. than he has yeah. that's, that's why I feel like it would almost kind of undercut yeah it almost like undercut yeah. what he's doing and obviously at the end of um, Homecoming with the whole uh, vulture in prison and Scorpion's in there well Scorpion yeah, yeah, Scorpion, isn't it? Yeah, I'm thinking someone else then. Um, just all fucking creatures. But like that introduction there, it's kind of like, who gave him that tip that Vulture knows who Spider-Man is? Like, that's one thing. When I first saw that yeah. scene, he, he says to him, like, someone told me that you know who Spider-Man is. It's like, yeah, but who told you that? Like, where's that coming from? Is that coming from, say, mm, okay. a Norman Osborn-esque, like, find out who this guy is? Like, obviously, they know he's the vulture kind of thing, him getting arrested or whatever. Um, so they're going to know he fought Spider-Man. Um, who's finding out? Yeah. 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 Who's, why, how has that suddenly just popped out? I don't think he's a big enough character anyway, Scorpion as it is, just as a, I don't know, Spider-Man like B-Villain. Is it B-Villain, would you say? Uh, yeah. He, he seems, say. He, he plays a part in it. He's not like the big bad or anything like that that we get. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like, where's that trick in the dark? I mean, it could, it could just be the, what's the guy called? Tinkerer? Uh, the yeah. one who does the, the buildings for tombs and that the like tinkering. yeah the tinkering essentially <laughs> um it could have been him to be honest like maybe that might just be easily explained mm. um as is might um, never be explained it might just be like a prison uh, tip that probably won't like, to be yeah. honest um i wonder if it's just they've done it twice in yeah two previous Spider-Man yeah and they want to leave like, it yeah. falling off a cliff after like the yeah. first film yeah 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 when they're just like oh i've done that and probably maybe leave yeah. it for because it is still it's... sony isn't it still yeah 
still there. What about J. Jonah Jameson? Surely that's because oh, fucking love. Like, I it just was love so iconic. Back. J.K. Simmons, and then yeah. they obviously didn't want to replace him in no. Amazing Spider-Man. I suppose well, now they're going to do it with this. I suppose you've kind of got to wait for like Peter to get out of high school. I suppose that's true. And then, yeah. then that's get fair. a job. So yeah. I feel like I've I've got a whole theory. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, you've got that, a lot like, of theories. Like, yeah. Yeah. I've think, been brainstorming a lot. Yeah, obviously when he's out of high school, you can then get him get the job. Yeah, true. The paper and stuff, and, and bring J.K. It. Simmons back. I would. Nobody would complain. It. Well, speaking of casting, actually, I wanted to know if anyone got any ideas of who you would cast as Norman Osborn, because uh, I've there's been a prevailing. One that's the thing. What I've seen people talk, but I've I've just had no like thoughts behind. Some them. people have said like Ice Cube would be like really good because like wait is, what is J. Jonah Jameson yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no 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 oh sorry I'm being a J. Jonah <laughs> no, no, sorry, my bad. you know what like, Ice Cube is Norman Osborn yeah 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 it's J. Jonah that'd actually be pretty yeah sorry Norman Osborn yeah I thought you were saying Ice Cube is Norman Osborn I was like that's not the direction I would go but okay left field but yeah no just cast it because obviously we've only ever been exposed well no who was Norman Osborn in the Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, it was, I it can't was, remember. I can never remember his name. Did they actually show it? Uh, Do they even Yeah, it's in the second one. They show he him. dies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Spoilers. Anyway, William Defoe though. That's seen that film. Obviously the, only, Iconic, the yeah. main thing we've been exposed to uh, as... He's a creepy man. man. He's about that's, boy. That's literally yeah. what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> see, Buscemi looks a bit weird. Yeah. I mean, oh, I wouldn't really care. That is throwing one out there. Kiefer Sutherland. You think? I think he's got that menacing voice that like, and I think you could probably play him, but... Maybe not. He's not an obvious choice, but I think it's someone who I mean, could be. I, I can maybe see Because the that. other thing, the other problem we've got is the MCU are hiring everyone in Hollywood. Yeah. So it's like, who do you yeah, who's, who's left? Yeah. I was like, Jeff Britt. Oh, no, he's right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Pretty well. Um, Jack Black. Wacken Phoenix. Wacken Phoenix. Wacken Phoenix is a good one. Is any good Green Goblin as well? Yeah, would. Yeah, well done. That's the casting. I like Yeah, that's it. Hollywood, listen up. You went for a similar face type to Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like. I, yeah. they, I was thinking yeah. of like they get like someone. He does have a look about the Norman Osborn, doesn't he? Yeah. But yeah. also play like a Green Goblin. Kind I would of like to think of like. I wonder if there's like because I'm 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 thinking of like very comic book kind of like because yeah. Willem Dafoe is is like a great Green Goblin in yeah, terms yeah. of like, but he's not yeah. the best Norman Osborn. Like I'm trying to think because like the whole thing I love about Norman Osborn is he's like this cold. He's Lex Luthor. Yeah. He's Lex Luthor, but Lex Luthor is always Lex Luthor. No, he's a villain Norman a... Osborn. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he's like he's like you know this you know, really business, kind of controlled, intimidating man. But then Green Goblin is this wild other side. You know, it's it's almost like if you merge the Joker and Batman, do you know what I mean, in a lot yeah. of ways. So yeah. it's, I'd like to see someone who has that menacing Norman Osborn because we've kind of seen, like I said, especially if we're not going down the Green Goblin route, yeah. it'd be cool to see someone as just an intimidating businessman. Yeah, but yeah then, I think that's almost, he needs the kind of like threateningness of Jeff Bridges when he was, Obadiah staying like that, mm. like control that he just seemed to kind of exude as he yeah. was in all his scenes. Like is someone like that kind of level? Mm. Um, almost um, how I feel. I don't. I've not watched past maybe season two of Daredevil, but um, Kingpin and that. I always feel like he's quite. Oh yeah, he's absolutely. got that like quiet calm about it. Yeah. Not him as Norman Osborn, obviously, Ooh, but no. just the quiet calm he exudes. But it's like but you, won't, mean to you, you wouldn't yeah. fuck with me. Yes. I, I, I yeah. saw I saw one a while ago as a fan cast back when like Homecoming was kind of being talked about, and I thought it was a really good fan casting. Mm. Um, the guy who plays Gus in uh, Breaking Bad as Norman Osborn as Norman Osborn, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he'd be a really yeah. he'd be a really menacing figure. Would, I think actually, yeah. Yeah, people like... you can already see though the amount of people that would uh, that don't care about Norman Osborn now kicking off because they've changed but, but their care about, oh, yeah, how white yeah. people are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, no. That's yeah. Uh, so my question. Yeah, it was where's Oscorp at? Yeah. So who knows? Maybe they'll they'll start to sprinkle it in. I was getting to the point where I was literally watching bits of Homecoming. And I was like, right, does that truck in the background? Like, is that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have, um, There's nothing, is there? It was. What was film it the, I thinking of? Like the Wayne the, stuff. Yeah, Man of yeah. Steel. You used yeah. to see that yeah. like sprinkled then I was like, have they done that as well? But yeah. yeah. Cool. That's on me. Let's uh, move on. Lean on from that chat about Oscorp. We've got Guff coming oh, up with a yeah. controversial opinion. <laughs> Right, so my controversial opinion. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. The first point I'm about to make is. I'll. I'll introduce it. I don't think Spider-Man: Homecoming is a very good Spider-Man film. <gasps> People have called it the best Spider-Man film based on a lot of things. Obviously, I think the the main reason is you know he's finally integrated within the Marvel universe, and I think that is a great you know kind of aspect to that you know it's something that you know sam you touched upon it like the first time you see him in the civil war trailer and i remember the first time seeing him in civil war again re-watching it recently i still kind of get shivers every time you hear tony stark say peter parker i'm like mm. oh it's happened i think he shouts yeah. underoos actually it's not the first thing <laughs> he oh, says yeah actually. but he means him in um queens or um, that, yeah that's how like, he pronounces peter parker <laughs> 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 yeah, because he's actually John Travolta. <laughs> um, no, um, I think it's that thing where, yeah, the whole integration. And I remember being so excited, and then like I remember coming away from that film, Civil War. This or Homecoming. sorry, Homecoming. Yeah. I remember coming away from Homecoming, going, I really enjoyed that, but there was a thing that didn't sit well with me, and I was like, what? I, I could never place what it was, and then I d- still, until very recently, couldn't find why it's a film that I didn't want to rewatch that much. Like, there's a few like films that are that kind of level of fun and like things like that and I was just like why do I kind of come away from that like really not feeling too great about it and I think after playing the Insomniac PS4 exclusive Spider-Man game I kind of realised what it was and I did see like a video essay that did kind of like reiterate this point a smidge um, and it did kind of make me go yeah that's that's the thing that doesn't sit with it. it's, the, it's not a really good interpretation of Spider-Man like um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start this by going over the redeeming points that I want to say. Like, so I do think it's a good film. I do love the like the kind of John Hughesy vibe that it has. I think it's like it's a bit different to what they've done before. You know, it's I you know I love John Hughes '80s films. So like that kind of aesthetic and that kind of well not supposed aesthetic but vibe that it gives off is like something I really enjoy about it. Um, you know, it's got things that we mentioned earlier, like you know the. To be honest, the, the whole third act, I think, is really quite good. Mm. It's the first two acts that I'm a bit like, mm, that don't... Really? That don't, yeah. Because they're like, you know, like the last... I would I would consider the last act after he's taken his suit, after his suit's been taken off him. And I think that's where you see the most Peter Parker. You see the most... Apart from one scene, but yeah, you see the most Peter Parker. You see the most Spider-Man, like the scene where Vulture and him just... Like, the moment Michael Keaton opens that door and you go, oh, shit... Like it's, I, yeah, I don't think anyone yeah, in the right, cinema yeah. saw that come in, and and it's no. quite an obvious thing to do. Like yeah. if you know Spider-Man films, like kind of the dad is the bad guy twist. Like, you, but it, it does kind of hit you out of nowhere, and it's like mm. it's a brilliant moment. The scene in the car is terribly intimidating. Um, you know the fight scene with like the new shocker in like the car park, and like you know that whole bit and the bit where the building collapses on him, and he's like he's like come on Spider-Man, and it's like and I remember saying one of my favorite bits about that was that it's like. It's almost kind of, I interpret it quite a meta thing, which is that, like, you know, you've got the very Steve Ditko kind of look to things where it's like he looks in the reflection and half his face is Spider Man, something that's been done 
all throughout the comics, you know, like a little aesthetic. But it, it, it's like things like it's things like that that like they're Spider-Man and like where he's like I'm trying to save you and like Vulture's getting off of the thing that's about to explode he's like I'm trying to save your life and he goes into the pile of like you know fiery you know garbage and like picks him out and stuff like that's all great but it's yeah it's the first two parts I think it's like the things that make it suck as I've written it down here <laughs> is it's it's too heavily leaned into the MCU in my opinion and I know it's necessary like I don't I think it is very necessary from like Sony's bad track record with like Amazing Spider-Man Two was like such a bum note mm-hmm. that they really wanted to kind of like go. We promise it's in the MCU. Look, it's Iron Man. Look, it's him. Do you know what I mean? And it kind of feels. Like, is but, this like the whole bank like heisting? With no, the like the, the mask. Like, I think is a, say, like, I, that, that's a nod that I'm happy with yeah. to kind of go look. These characters exist in this universe and things. Mm-hmm. And like you know the thing where he's like, oh, I've met Captain America. I stole his shield. Yeah, things yeah. like that I'm fine with. It's the fact that like. For me, Spider-Man is, and again, it's kind of hopes I have in the future. I'm kind of always hopeful they'll redeem this thing mm. that I'm itching with, but it's that thing of like, you know, Tony Stark makes his suit and he's got all these fun features and things, and it's like, Spider-Man doesn't need all those. Like, mm. he makes them when he needs to. Like, you know, he's, in the comics, he's had like an electroproof suit when he's like, fought the shocker, or mm. he's like, he's made a suit that can, he's made webs that like work underwater when he's had like water-based villains. And, and it's like things like that where it's like he learns from his mistakes. Yeah. Well, in this one, it's Tony's learned from his mistakes and just give him all the gear. Obviously, he has to kind of hack into the suit to get a lot of it, but it is still kind of just given to him. And um, I think it's like that general kind of like, look, this is in the MCU, and it's like, you could have pulled that back a smidge. Mm. Um, I do think that a big part of Spider-Man, like, as much as... He kind of makes the point in so many words in Civil War where it's like he kind of does a a really long-winded, worded version of with great power comes great responsibility when it's like when you have the power to do something you don't. It's a bit wordy, but it's like... They just don't want to keep using it. They just don't want to keep using it, but I'm like, for me, that that is Spider-Man. Like, that mantra is Spider-Man. It's like, it's what holds it all together. And you don't have to say that Uncle Ben taught him until a later film if you wanted to, or you don't have to, but that whole with great power comes great responsibility is like... Spider-Man's core ethic and I think kind of without that explicitly said I think it does kind of lose a bit of the aspect to it um, because going off that it, there's not a lot of consequence in this film in Homecoming in Homecoming like for example he doesn't feel like the whole thing with Spider-Man is he's just trying to like kind of going back to what made me think about it with the PS4 mm-hmm. Spider-Man game is the very first scene is he's about to go off to fight Kingpin. He is the police radio go off and he's about to go and he's he's got his suit on, he's about to leave the window and an eviction notice comes through his door and he's like he's a moment where he looks at the eviction notice, looks back at the police radio and kind of really makes the decision and then like you know spoilers for the game at least um a few missions down the line he finds out he's been evicted and he has to go track down his stuff. Do you know what I mean? And it's like it's, it's that consequence that Spider-Man has where he's he's always trying to do the right thing mm. but Peter Parker always suffers yeah. and it's like that kind of it, what makes it endearing it kind of goes back to what Stanley wanted for Spider-Man which is he's the everyman mm-hmm. by making him like this teenager with all these gadgets that goes to these cool parties and things like that and all that kind of jazz and like not really seeing him as the nerd he was prior to getting the powers yeah. it kind of tarnishes Spider-Man a bit for me like mm. I'd say you do see him you see him bumble I, about. I, I see him kind of. He does, uh, you know, is to the detriment of Peter Parker. I would say. You know, he has to leave that party. Yeah, you know, he, the, he yeah. fails the. Like, there's those little moments. The, 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 what, what, the, what's the 
Liz. tournament thing oh. called that they yeah like yeah, the nerd competition yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the, <laughs> the nerd thing yeah, like, yeah that and you know he doesn't he has to and again yeah and... that's a scene that I often like skip but I do love that moment where he's like looking down at the pool and he's like yeah. oh, that could be me yeah. but I, yeah, I don't yeah. get to do and that he's always letting down the girls well, that he likes yes. yeah. yeah and like that's that's a trope that they do well but again I don't it just doesn't feel to have as much weight as the others do like and and I, I think it's the other one is the big one for me is the the <laughs> the monument in Washington mm. where it's like he puts his friends in harm's way essentially and like he kind of like it's why not it's, break does again it? yeah because yeah. well, because like got the, well Ned's, Ned's got the thing got but it's like thing, you know yeah. it's that whole thing oh, of yeah, like yeah. if that was like oh, a Spider-Man yeah, yeah. comic or like another film he would have been like I should have never given that to you yeah. that's like on me like I've I've enrolled I've I've you know revealed my identity to you like you, you're wrapped up in my life now and it's like, especially by the end of that film where Aunt May knows that he's Spider-Man, which I imagine obviously will be discussed a lot more in Far From Home, but it just kind of feels like a lot of that is kind of not trying to hurt other people around him, while because Tony Stark introduces him as Peter Parker and knows who his secret identity is, I think it almost gives the MCU this free reign of going, oh, it's fine if people know who Spider-Man is, but that's a really core part of Spider-Man mm. is that no one knows it's yeah, him. Yeah, that whole thing where he reveals yeah. himself in Civil War, I want to say. In Civil War, yeah, yeah, yeah. like That was like a massive that, yeah, moment that's like, to it. That's like, it? There's, like, you know, there's a great comic panel from that, which is like, as he reveals his identity, like J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> no, like J. Jonah Jameson is like at the TV, mm. waiting to like scold the hell out of the person who it is. And it's and he just falls off his chair because it's Peter <laughs> Parker. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's things like that where it's like, when that reveal happens it's such a huge impact mm. and it's like same as like Spider-Man 2 which is the bit where you know he's being carried over the subway by all these New Yorkers who have this like a lot of respect for him the, I know that's earned and things but it, it's because Spider-Man is essentially Captain America in, yeah. in like his Modern moral day. code yeah. and things like that and it's that great moment that I do love in Civil War where it's like it's almost like that you've got that small town New York suburban mm mentality where he's like you've got heart kid like where you're from and he says like queens and he's like oh nice one i'm from brooklyn do you know what i mean it's like yeah. and it kind of solidifies those characters and where they come from but yeah homecoming kind of misses the mark for me a little bit in that respect and like i say there's all those moments towards the end that do it really well but like again like i'm i've got a bit of a gripe with peter parker never being the unlikable nerd it's kind of like where he comes from it's kind of what grounds him a little bit it's what makes him the everyman but like he's I feel, like did, cultures, I feel like culture's changed a little bit though now. I don't feel yeah. like nerds get that kind of same level of being a weird outsider as much as the used Thanks to the MCU, largely. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. No, like, no, yeah, no, no, thanks to Big there. Bang Theory. Ha, <laughs> 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 autism. Ha, ha, ha. a whole different episode. That's the joke in the Big Bang Theories. Let's laugh at people with autism. No, like, it's fair enough, but like, I think, I don't know, it's just that thing where it's like, Liz never really kind of like doesn't notice him like from very early on she's like oh that's Peter like he's quite noticeable yeah. do you know what I mean well I think I, I think part Tom of it is Holland's like a good looking dude well that's what he is he's great there's not sexy boss no but it's like I think I think for me a Spider-Man film is like and I'm, again like I'm torn because I very much appreciate and respect the decision not to do another origin film mm-hmm. but then I do feel like it it's missing it's missing mm-hmm. like do you know what I mean because it's that thing of like yeah he doesn't have to be a nerd but it's that thing of it kind of yeah. goes back to what he says about I still sorry I was going to say I still what? think they do the 
being nerdy thing better than Andrew Garfield clearly being yeah. like 28 skateboarding <laughs> yeah. cool hair dating like though, a hot girl Emma like, <laughs> though Emma, yeah. like uh, Amazing Spider-Man 1 has one of my favourite choreographed scenes in any superhero film where he's like being a bumbling idiot like in the hallway does anyone uh, remember that like he spills someone he's trying to like steal something yeah. and he kind of bumbles and he accidentally webs like a car over and then he kind of like accidentally trips someone yeah. up but it's really well kind of pieced together but... is it as good as Tobey Maguire catching everything on a tray um, that's really that's impressive that's really good but again, yeah, like, is it as good as Tobey Maguire walking down the street flicking his fringe around nothing is as what I love about that scene is like he goes from people going oh he's attractive yeah. to he's a fucking slime <laughs> <laughs> mad in like because two he's seconds like finger gunning women as no, he walks down, down the street like, like, <laughs> he like links a woman and she's like oh yeah I like that he's confident and then he starts going like watch out you know what I mean and it's like and people are just like oh, slimy like, nah it's a bit much <laughs> yeah it's like turn it down um, but yeah no I think that's like my main gripe with it and again like I think it's got some great redeeming features but and I remember kind of going, I hope the next one really kind of learns that mistake. But from the trailers of Far From Home, I'm worried they're leaning into what they thought made Homecoming good, which is the a high lot school. more of that. Yeah. While I'm like, I, I feel like you could move away from it. Like One of my notes is for the future of Spider-Man and how I think it would help improve is move away from the leaning of the MCU. Like The reason why Sony has managed to create so many films and obviously spin-off films and things like that is Spider-Man in himself has got because the thing is remember you've got Iron Man was not a household name mm-hmm. wasn't very popular had very limited villains you know and then the Avengers themselves have like their staple villains but no one really knew the Avengers Spider-Man had to always rely on his own rogues gallery Similar to Batman, he's got like, you know, you don't really see the Joker. I think or he is Mr. the Batman Freed. in terms of villains. Spider Man yeah, is like, yeah, he's got this yeah, rich... his Rogues Gallery is the best, probably, in the MCU. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. So it's like, to kind of, I really hope they lean. And actually, the Far From Home trailer kind of bringing in Mysterio and mm. what looks like maybe Hydro Man and maybe an interpretation of Sandman kind of looks like you throw in a lot of these, like, maybe villains in to kind of show how big his Rogues Gallery is. But I do hope they move away from. Like, I'm hoping Nick Fury in this is not as big a player as Tony Stark was in Homecoming. I hope he's kind of a means to an end and it's yeah. it's a bit of a tie-in to kind of, like, go, all right, yeah, it well, is still this connected. is MCU. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like, but I hope that in future... Because it kind of feels like he's not a hero in his own right and Spider-Man is, like, he, he earns his place. Like, I remember in... One of my favourite things, just a comic book nerd, is that in, in the future of Marvel Comics above the Avengers, above everyone else, Spider-Man to, like, the public is known as the greatest hero to have ever lived. Mm. Like, in the far future, like, people remember Spider-Man as the greatest one of them all. And, like, Captain America admires him. Like, everyone admires, like, this... It's kind of this moxie this kid has, do you know what I mean? Who's, like, in You know, just can put up through so much shit. And I think Captain America has kind of always been that, but, like, I think Spider-Man should be that too. And it's, like... Mm. I kind of Maybe he will now that. going forward. Yeah. So. I'm hoping so. I'm hopeful, it feels like yeah. they've got long-term plans for him. Yeah, I kind of feel... I don't really disagree with anything you said. I just don't mm. think it bothers me as much no, as, as, yeah. as bothers you. But I kind of feel almost was was the point of him not getting given the suit and then having it taken off him. That point though, that he was given all this stuff, he was just gifted all this stuff, and that Tony Stark was just going, "Here you go, kid. You're a cool hero. Have all this stuff." And then he was nothing. He, well, he was like, was that like made a mess with it. And then yeah, yeah. And then at the end, and then obviously you say in the third acts when it starts doing that stuff. Mm. But I kind of took that as the point that it was like, here you go, kid, have all this cool stuff. And then it was like, it didn't really work for him. And then it was like, at the end, he was like, you know what? I don't. I'm not the suit. I am Peter Parker. I am Spider Man. Spider Man's like the maybe needed more of it. I think I think he needed more of it because I think and I I I'm not saying that that's lost. I I just mean that it it could be more. It could be more. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's not fleshed out as much. Do you know what I mean? Like. 
I, yeah, I don't know. I think like having having the AI as well really. Yeah, me, I don't particularly like. like that, yeah, like that yeah. scene where he's like kind of mulling around in the shield yeah. base or whatever it is. I think that's quite funny, but it's with the AI, funny, it's the AI, AI like, it feels like, more Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, it does, and yeah. it's like Spider-Man shouldn't have an AI. Like that's one thing he deals with is there's a lot of weight on his own shoulders. Well, mm. if he's always got this voice in his ear, he can vent to. Then he is Iron Man because it's like you know he can quip with someone, he can talk to someone. It's like yeah. Spider-Man's in his own head a lot. Again, they might have that taken internal, away. Now, well, it, it looks I'm, like he's gonna have more suits in Far From Home. I'm hoping that that's an overcompensation deliberately. So I'm hoping mm. that because he has this what looks like a stealth suit, and he has like maybe he gets to keep the iron armor maybe or whatever or you know he's got this new red and blue suit up oh, red and black i should say i'm hoping kind of by the end of that film he go maybe he kind of comes to a realization he's like these are too this is too much i'm just going to be me i'm just going to be me with me spider senses me strength me webs mm. i'm going to make everything myself i hope he says it like that i'm mm. going to have me webs <laughs> i'll have me strength and yeah. nick fury's just like why are you talking like that <laughs> um yeah, but I think that's that's kind of what I'm hopeful for. Kind of like mm. Far From Home kind of goes, all right, take all his suits away because of a decision he's made. He's like, he's right, going, and you know what? It, it's poignant based on the impact Tony Stark's had on the rest of the MCU and how I imagine it'll have an impact on yeah, Peter forward. Parker's story going forward. Yeah, it'll be like, he'll be like, you know what? He's right. Without the suits, it kind of feels like I'm losing a lot of what makes me a hero. And maybe yeah. it's that kind of thing of going, I'm going to start from basics and just. Mm-hmm make me own yeah. thing so yeah. that's what I'm hopeful I'm, I'm hopeful I just I kind of sometimes see how Hollywood works and goes oh they're not going to do that are they? I think essentially <laughs> they're just going to go oh that last one worked exactly the way it was and that brings on to my point about Guardians 2 I think what Guff's trying to say is that he wants a Spider-Man film where he goes around looking for backpacks um, <laughs> yeah. to, uh, to try because he's somehow webbed 50 backpacks without remembering I'm not having are. this argument about money, Spider-Man. money has he got <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can't make any comment on it, but just it, that bit to me just seemed a bit mad. I was like, oh, it is mate, a bit come mad. on. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's just that's a function of a game. Yeah, it? exactly. It's just a mechanic to. I think you, know. you more meant the story than. Yeah, I do. I, yeah, I want mechanics. to know what the story is about. So Story's fun. Yeah. Like I say, and I'm going to put this out there as my finishing point. I think if you haven't played or watched anything about Spider Man's uh, in PS4 exclusive, I think it's the best adaptation from the comics out of all the films and all the other media I've seen. Strong. I think it's really good. That's yeah. great. Cool. Um, Controversial. Yeah. This is the. I won't really disagree with any of that, but I said I just don't think it bothers me as much. Yeah, I'm yeah sorry, it wasn't the most open yeah. discussion. No, no, it's fine. I felt you really needed to air that. Yeah. You know, sometimes you just let it out. It was good. Oh, nice one, Buffman. Yeah, yeah. You go and gave me that section now. Yeah, thanks. Most of that is going. Yeah, so let's move on. And defending Guardians 2. David is. Thanks for taking over the host in there, Sam. Yeah, no, oh, sorry, I didn't realise you were actually recording. That was just me asking a yeah. general question. So, again. No. Fair. Uh, yeah, so we're going to move on to David, who wants to defend Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah, right. Getting on to Guardians of the Galaxy 2 then. So, my first point is I, I won't hear a bad word said about Baby Groot. <laughs> Baby Groot is a gem. A people, Apart from the fact that he's fucking like shy. Nah, he's not, like, not, he's I, not a good fighter. That's no, not no. my point. I prefer, he's a lot of fun. I prefer Baby Groot to Teenage yeah. Groot. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, it, like practically speaking, it keeps the dynamic fresh. Like It brings a new angle to Groot. It's not just more of, I am Groot. It brings yeah, a, well, that's what I was going to say kind of thing. It's it brings like, a good a different... angle to the entire team. Like That's one yeah. thing I actually really like because he's like, 
he's the baby. Like, what? There's a really great bit at the beginning where he's like dancing. Yeah. And, like Gamora yeah. just goes like, "Get out of the way!" And he like waves and she goes, "Hi." Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I think it was like he's just their kid. Like he's yeah. the kid in the group. I really like that. And there are there are some good jokes in it mm. like that. Like, I, fair enough. Not all of them land, but I think not all of them <laughs> land, guys. But I think a lot more do than some of you might but um i feel as well it feels like a continuation of the characters in the story from the first one i don't feel like it's the first one did well so we're just gonna tack a sequel on like i think quill looking for his father carrying on as i say groot again the consequences of him sacrificing himself and becoming little baby sap boy um, <laughs> or whatever they call the character um the relationship between quill and gamora as well mm. like it's carrying on life, and, yeah so I feel like it doesn't necessarily just feel like, oh god, well, Guardians one did well, didn't it? Should we do another one? Yeah, let's fuck it, yeah, just put on another one. Um, again, maybe I'm swayed by the fact that I really like Kurt Russell, but I I like the villain. I think his goal isn't all that original. It's just I'm gonna kill every Take planet because I'm big and I'm evil. But the delivery's like certainly more original than some of the other Marvel villains. And I think like the scene, you know, where he's showing his plan rather than just like I'm here now and I'm going to blow things up. I could, I would argue he's a glorified Obadiah Stane. I mean yeah he's no Obadiah Stane. But, <laughs> but yeah again I think what I'd written down is yeah he's got emotional ties to the main character and he doesn't start off as a villain and again whilst obviously it was a lot clearer than Obadiah Stane he absolutely is the villain of the film it was still more interesting than just again like Malekith. Here I am I'm hmm. big and I'm spooky. <laughs> Yeah, I think I really like the idea of ego and yeah. everything. I think yeah. it's just the end kind of... Sex it's almost like you don't the know end, what to do. With it. Like the like, end oh, fight. With Mace, someone Not just like, the end fight, I think it's just the fact that he's like, he's got this all this motivation and all mm. this stuff and then suddenly it's just like, no, I want to take over the world. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like mm. the, there should be more there. There should be more of a... Because it kind of like, oh, he does care about Peter's mother. Oh, no, he actually didn't. But does he? Like, what? I think it's really unclear. About yeah, like, what? That's I, fair. I know what you mean. Like, it's like... I watching it again i was like this is a bit clearer but it's not clearer but like obviously if you watch it a couple of times you kind of go like i suppose it's maybe maybe even just wishful thinking i'm like i hope this character was intended to be like i hope he loved his mother but because he is an alien celestial being he doesn't have the same human traits so let love is still alien to him so the idea that he's like i did love her but you know and like he says in the end of the film doesn't he? he's like if i went back and one more time i would have gave up everything yeah it's that whole thing of like i would have i would very came very close to giving up this evil scheme that he doesn't realize is evil um for love but it is that nice twist where he's like show but i think it is executed a bit weird yeah i think it's I not think, the best execution i think it would have meant because he yeah. like the idea is that he put cancer in her head he like gave her cancer didn't he so that mm. she would die so he wouldn't go back to her sort of yeah. thing i'd almost liked it more if like he, as a celestial being, was giving off some kind of radiation that gave yeah, her like, cancer. Like I think that would have had yeah. more of an emotional kind of thing because he would have not just been like, oh, I killed... Because he, he, it comes across quite heartless, I think, where he's just like, I love, I did love her, but I killed her because I need to do my plan. Not that much. It's, so. it's all like yeah. a yeah. back where I feel like if she'd... You know, if, 
if it'd been an accident and it was just being around him that was killing her and I think that could have had but more emotional would he have been to able it. to stay away if she, yeah if and he, she pretty, lived, he might not though. have been as know, much of a delivery of it's not great it's like as well the ending is like he goes from loving Peter to like hating him while if he would have been like why like if he was like fighting Peter by going like why can't you see my grand plan and almost like almost pleading to him to kind of be with his side and be his son I think it's but more like, the, the it's anger more or... Yeah, I think I saw it more as the anger or the disappointment that he'd gone through all of these failed like trials to get this perfect son or mm. like heir to follow on his thing. But that it was as if Peter was, and then right at the last second wasn't. I get that it's disappointment. I'm just mm. saying it's not as thematically interesting for the like subject matter. Yeah, yeah I was, think it would have yeah. been like... Considering as well, yeah, like that kind of... I mean, I suppose the only argument for that is it's kind of like by having that oh he's actually a bit of a dick in general mm. yeah. helps the Yondu plot along like it kind of makes Yondu shine out a lot more cause well that's like, that's another you know, point to defend the film is the way that they handle Yondu is that in yeah I don't know I think that's pretty rec- uh, it, in, in the context of that film it, mm. I, I do kind of feel it but I'm like that's not really foreshadowed in the first one that much, is it? It's mm. sort of no, I, like, it, it, no, yeah, that, that's not a continuation. It feels pretty but... retcon then to be like, oh, we need this emotional beat. We'll just sort of. Mm. So it feels I, a bit I like you know, like Scarlett Johansson, uh, Black Widow, Hulk romance. It feels yeah. a little bit like that to me, where they're like, we kind of need this beat. I can we'll see just that. Stick it in. I, I, I do prefer it, like obviously over that, but I mean, I don't think it's as like crammed in because I think no, it's, it's like, not. It's not as yeah. Well, because yeah, because I mean, there's because obviously still, you get like, the whole thing where he sees the little troll yeah at doll. the end at yeah. the end of the first Guardians where like he he is just like you know what fair play you've yeah. like you've you've duped me with uh with that and I respect you for it. Cause... I think my biggest problem with like every moment like that with like Yondu and like the little moments with like Drax and stuff is like mm. the dialogue's so on the nose it's for so hammy two. yeah for two yeah. like like you don't like I don't know it's like oh Drax is making these daft statements again and it's like the dialogue feels really craned in sometimes like see I, personally I, did, I didn't see it like that but I could I could get where you're coming from because mm. like what I was saying they kind of changed the dynamic of Groot mm. obviously they can't change the dynamic of every character well they changed the Nebula and Gamora Thing as well that's a pretty kind of great, pivotal yeah. thing that mm-hmm. happens in that film well yeah especially considering how it like progresses yeah which is important yeah definitely but, but again like her dialogue's really hammy in that bit like which it's which like it's like all the emotional bits are like so expositional like mm, it's yeah. that thing it's just like all i wanted was a sister you know mm, it's like it, you could have like written the dialogue to be so much Do more we... like subtle and like things like that is karen gilling good I mean, you, I like it now more. I'm than probably biased I think because with, I think with the correct direction, I'm a little bit in love with Karen Gillan. So I think the I mean, Russo have kind of directed yeah. her well. Yeah. I think James Gunn didn't really know what to do with her. Yeah, I think yeah. like, you I went like, too far, like robot. Yes, sign. It's like everything she says just sounds like a robot saying it. I'm like, oh, yeah, but I think I feel like her arc is probably one of the best ones now. Kind of, and again, like, kind yeah, of yeah, underrated yeah, a little yeah. after watching Endgame. Yeah, when you like still listen to hated her, and then I'm still a bit like, yeah, yeah, considering in like great, yeah. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 I was like oh, I wish she wasn't in this film yeah. like, by Endgame I was like oh, wow that's actually really like powerful and interesting Like she yeah. just go on a really cool arc because of the way she changes in Guardians of the Galaxy well, 2 like, but that's like the same as <laughs> no, like, soul. there is <laughs> definitely that, they do, yeah. they do yeah. she yeah. is definitely a high point in Guardians I don't think there's 2. one MCU film that doesn't 
play a major part in how things turn out in some way. Yeah. Like, Iron Man 3. No, I'm just kidding. I was going to say, like, all of them have, like, pretty integral moments that, like, I mean, you know, that's character building over films and doing it well, you know. Yeah. But I think it, it doesn't make the film good. I think, like, say, the dialogue really is, honestly, my biggest problem with that film. Yeah, same. So See, it, like, it didn't yeah, stand out to me as much. Oh, but... no, I swear, the one that, like, hurts me the most... Go on, give is, us an example. ...is in the prison, like, on the Ravager ship, where, like... Oh, oh no, I don't know if it's at this... I think it's... Sorry, no, it's a rock. It's a rocket and Yondu bit, and it's just before they go to Ego. I thought you were going to mention Baby Groot offering That's a great scene. Is it, the, is it the you're me It's like, bit. I know what's yeah, wrong with you, boy. That. You're me. And it's like, oh, this is so Hallmark. Do you know what I mean? It's, this is like some B-movie emotional romp. Do you know what I mean? I was like, it's just like, the, the dialogue's so... Yeah, because Yondu's not a raccoon, so... <laughs> no, it's, it's <laughs> just... Not him. It's just so on the nose. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, oh... I just, yeah, I do feel like that's that was one of my biggest issues with it and then mm. plus Pac-Man so yeah, oh, yeah I'm not, I'm not gonna defend Pac-Man oh, yeah. I'm not gonna defend <laughs> I forgot about that but a slight that's why aside, that's, that's, you know what I was thinking why well, I don't like it and I'm like that was why yeah. Although, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not defending Pac-Man one of the lines that I actually found just really funny is when he first finds out he's got these powers and it's like I'm gonna make some weird <laughs> yeah. that line is hel- that I read yeah, laugh at that yeah. each time and I was like I just didn't you know but a slight aside like not yeah, to defend it or against it but did it Remind anyone like Ego's plot of? Do you remember that episode of Futurama where Leela thinks she's found another Cyclops, and it turns out the guy's been doing that to loads of other women? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like a shapeshifter. It just really reminded me of that. Um, so I think the, my last point is not like a real pivotal story moment, but is the Guardians theme, which is meta and mental, and I love it. I yeah, I really like the Guardians theme. Guardians yeah. What is it again? Great. What's it called? Like? It's the. Uh, I forgot. Sing it. it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not your performing monkey. <laughs> but it's bloody David Hasselhoff, isn't it? And then yeah. they all like are their own backing dancers in the music video for it. And I guess mm. it's just the end credits, but yeah. that kind of like went full Guardians. It's been a long time. Oh, like a you see, that's I like that song, and I like the fact that you got Hasselhoff, and I do like the thing that you know that whole thing was like he used to tell people that David Hasselhoff yeah, was his, his dad. dad. And, like I love stuff like that, but for me, that's kind of like that film feels like Hollywood going. That really original film you made, we want you to redo in its entirety again with like a different story. Like that's where the dialogue's hammy, and it's like, yeah. And, and borderline, I think the soundtrack isn't too hammy because it like really works with the story. I think I think the yeah. soundtrack is like still cleverly like selected. Yeah. But then like for me like well that's that, another thing. Another good way it kind of continues well is the awesome mix yeah. volume two. Yeah. Is still pretty solid. Yeah, agreed. But like I think again like for me that coming out of that film I was like I enjoyed it, but it was very much them going like let's do exactly the same thing for Guardians two, mm. like without a second thought. Like, let's just do exactly the same. And that's why that mm. soundtrack almost has a cheesy undertone for me. Then I'm like, oh, it's too cheesy for me a little bit. But that's personal. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the whole point of the Defenders section. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, moving on, we're going to go to Rob for um, a game. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Right, here we go. This is the IMDb quiz where uh, you guys have to guess the actor based on their credits. Okay. Uh, and there is a link. Between all of them. Like, not each one to each film like it was in the first one. I don't know. Really Carry it, fuck it. Let's do it. No, there is a link. There is a link. It's pretty obvious, but I mean. Is it Marvel? Marvel. <laughs> oh, nice. Don't ruin it. Um, we can do it in teams again if you want, so it just saves people shouting out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Team of What's two? 
Yeah, go on then. Go oh, on, David. Yeah. Don't, you can use that microphone. Don't well, come round here. David's fuming because I won the last round. Yeah. <laughs> right. First person. Nearly read out the name. <laughs> Why not put that at the top? Uh, first acting credit. Fields of Gold. TV movie. 2002. They played the role of Jeremy. Fields of Gold. In what year? 2002. I'll, keep, I'll go pretty quick. Pretty easy Chris Evans. <laughs> hey, you didn't put your hand up. Or you get one guess per round if you okay. want to. Say, say stop. Okay. And then guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. And you get one per I realise how terrible I'm going to be at this game. Yeah. Yeah. So, Still in 2002. Tipping the Velvet. TV miniseries. And they played Freddy. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Tipping the Velvet. 2002. Yeah. I'm going to go through these quickly. Yeah, yeah, Smash Room. Hills Like White Elephants, short film, and he played The Man. Le Man or The Man? Uh, <laughs> the Man. Oh, Le Man. Uh, oh, balls, what's his name? You don't know it off that film, surely. I know, I'm kind of taking a guess. This is oh, Kate okay. Blanchett's eyes. I'm going to keep going until someone says okay. stop. Yeah. And then... Can I say his character's name? Because uh, then we'll know who it is, because I can't think of the actor's name. Paul I'll, I'll give you it. Okay. I was going to say, are you thinking Paul Rudd? No, I was going like... to say... Um... I thought you just guessed for <laughs> us then. <laughs> I mean, Sam if it's Falcon. right... It's incorrect. Oh, Sam Watson. Anthony Mackie. Oh, Anthony Mackie. 2003. To Kill a King, he played Royalist. That sounds like a small role in that uh, film. 2003, yet again. Cambridge Spies TV miniseries played Edward Hand. Fucking hell. What Can is I? This? Oh, Go on, do it. Do it. Do it again. I feel like I'm probably going to be wrong here. Just do it. Paul Bettany. Incorrect. Oh, mm. balls. 2003, Spooks, Jim North. Shit, I didn't watch Spooks. Oh, I didn't watch Spooks. <gasps> oh, um, is it Richard Armitage? It's not. Oh, it's not a good 2003, 40-something. He's in a... Sorry. Rory Slippery. Isn't it? Oh. It is Rory Slippery. 40... <laughs> so you have nonce. <laughs> <laughs> 2004, he played uh, Lieutenant Jimmy Langley in a Dunkirk TV documentary. Oh. He's still not uh, very big at this point. Can't be documentary then, can it? They can no. play the character in it. Yeah. <laughs> He's still not very big at this point, is he? 2004. Or TV she. movie Hawking. He played Stephen Hawking. Ben Edward Norton. Ben Edward Norton is the yes. correct answer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, guess. Good, good one, yes. Did you say Edward Norton? Yeah, I was just shouting <laughs> Edward Norton. <laughs> Edward Norton. Are you thinking Eddie Redmayne in the <laughs> film? <laughs> Maybe. Eddie Redbone. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Oh, this one's going to be hard, actually. Just jump ahead if you feel. Yeah. Good guess. Oh, actually, it's alright. You'll get it at one point, I think. <laughs> 2016. <laughs> Find out. <laughs> Starting. Uh, go on, I'll start from starting and you can... Fuck. Right. You can guess from the years. 1999 uh, is Chicago Taxi Driver in Folks. Don't know what that is. Uh, 903 played D-Bob in Rudy. 1994 was in Politically Correct Party Animals playing a character called Gutter. 994... As in Seinfeld, uh, playing a character called Eric the Clown. Robert Downey Jr. It's not. Yeah. Just guessing he's around then. <laughs> Mrs. Parker and the Vicious Circle. He played Elmer Rice. I'm just giving it out of you. Yeah. So then goes. I did not know it's 1995. Is in Batman Forever playing assistant. Mm. 1996 is in Swingers. Played Mike. How did Mike get on that? 1997 he's in Friends playing Pete Becker Paul Rudd no John oh, Favreau no, John Favreau you've had your guess oh, oh. Favreau. Paul Rudd 
Do you want to guess John Favreau? This is John Favreau. <laughs> it is John Favreau. <laughs> <laughs> we will take that. Can you Shall stop and then yeah, discuss yeah, it. Yeah, we'll do it. Then... Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. If you say okay. stop, I'll stop. 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 Then you yeah. discuss yeah. it. Yeah. We'll yeah. Yeah. I'll give you time. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I'm glad I didn't guess because I was going to say Jeremy Rose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this person, uh, their first role was in 2011 in Holy City. It's definitely Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Uh, then went on to appear as girl number three in random TV movie in 2011. That sounds awful. Mm. <laughs> in 2011, they also played a person called Nyla in a film, I guess, called Victim. Mm, don't know it. Again, 2011, they were in Top Boy playing Chantel. Stop. I th- yeah. What are you going to say? Oh, go for it! You, yeah, you, I was you can give us with Olsen, me, but um... is it? What's she called? Letitia Wright. I guess you could say I got it. Letitia Wright. Oh, Should have said that. Beat that one. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you could have said you got like Letitia Wright. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, you're so funny. Uh, next person. I'm not putting it tonight, Sean. Uh, I will start in. 2001 to 2002, she played Emily Stewart in Raising Dad. Uh, 2003, Hope and Faith, she played Sydney. Shannon. Oh, um, say stop. Stop. <laughs> Kat Dennings? No. She wasn't in Raising Dad, though. Oh. Um, no, sorry, 2004, yeah, 13, going on 30, she played Six Chick. <laughs> I've never seen no, I've really not. Know. 2004. <laughs> she's really it away. Nearly read it out. Um, <laughs> she someone called Sleepover, and she played Liz. That wait, that gives it away. No, the one no. that I nearly read out. Damn it. <laughs> I was gonna say, oh, this one, but no. Uh, 2006. She was Beatrice in Hoot. <laughs> We've all been Beatrice in Hoot yeah. at some point or another. <laughs> in 2000, I'm skipping a few out here because I don't know any of them. 2009. She was Emily in Just Peck. Man, I have not watched. No, no, no I've not films. watched a lot of films. <laughs> in 2010, she was Envy Adams in Scott Pilgrim. Oh, stop! Oh. I'll, fight, I'll, I'll fight you for this. <laughs> I think we all know it. You made your face still trust first. I think Sam said it first. <laughs> Rock paper scissors, it. All right, go on. Uh, I really hope I get you wrong. I win this and then I get it wrong. Right, wait. Is it rock paper scissors go or rock paper scissors and we do it on rock, scissors? Rock paper scissors go. Right. Rock, rock paper, paper scissors, scissors go. go. Rock paper scissors go. Oh, Vault's uh, fair. Pretty awesome. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, it is pretty awesome. That's I realise like, that's a very visual game that yeah, we just yeah, played yeah, there. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, both, we both threw scissors out. Someone. Go through rock and <laughs> yeah. I threw paper out. There we go. I was tempted to just say them as you told <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. Just like scissors. Someone said, it's like, oh, are we still on a scissors? <laughs> we, should do, we should do that, but I have to match what you say. We say it the same. Nah, demand. Game, <laughs> later, game at later date. We're not I mean, podcasting we'll rock, paper, fucking scissors. We could. Next person. Well, they've not even said it. They've not even. Oh, did you? I didn't actually say it. I was like, they've not even said who it was. I'll take it. It's fine. No. Uh, next person, Freddy versus Jason, two thousand and three. Uh, they played school student oh. next to Locker in brackets uncredited. That is. A- oh, <laughs> that's sad. That's the saddest thing. Two thousand and three. I did. I did watch that not too long ago, actually. I, said, I cannot remember. Can't remember school kid by Locker. No. Yeah. I'm gonna go back and watch <laughs> it. Like two thousand two to two thousand and four. Uh, they played schoolgirl slash girl in cinema slash Wade's girlfriend in Smallville. Oh, fuck, go on, no, go on. I can just see go, go for... 
I might not get this. No, keep going. Oh, okay. 2004, uh, they're in White Chicks as party guests. Rackets oh, uncredited. Oh, I feel sad. This I feel bad. Anthony Mackie. Yeah, I feel. <laughs> in 2008, they're in Hurt Locker, uh, playing Connie James. Just thinking of White oh. Chicks. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying still to think. Trying to I was thinking Hurt Locker, Locker yeah. then, and then I was like. I'm going to miss out a really obvious one. Jeremy Renner, but obviously. 2011, uh, they're in Real Steel as Bailey Talat. Oh, fuck, fuck. Oh, oh, fuck. I've never seen Real Steel. Oh, really? I have seen oh, it. Scott. Oh, it, oh on, you can talk to him. Yeah. Is it uh, Evangeline Lilly? Is it? No, no, because she, she won't be in Smallville, won't she? She could have been. I had a feeling. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. Because so obviously, she's she, 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 yeah. she is in Real Steel. She's like. Did she, you say that? I, I, who's the other? Yeah. Let me think of the other person I was thinking of, though, just in case, just in case. Uh, yeah. Slip, who are you slip thinking it of? again. Um, I can't think. Do you want to say? Evangeline Lilly. That's correct. Yes. Hey! Well played. She's small though. Another love of my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah she's great. because Lost is not in order on this. It's like further up. Yeah. Lost isn't in order in Lost. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, a very good point. Uh, What's the score? 3-2, wasn't it? Oh. Close game. Consolation goal. Towards you. Oh, right. Is it over? Is that known? Yeah, oh, great. Oh, fine. Oh, who, won? who won? They won. Oh, oh we won? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, we won. It was kind of a hollow victory because Matt gave us John Favreau, but still. <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. yeah. Matt gave you the won, world you won John Favreau. You won in spirit. When people yeah. look at the scorecards, oh, they will see that we won. Yeah, so it's fine. yeah. yeah we won. Uh, History is written by the victor. Um... Yes. Yeah. The loser seems to be editing this, though. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, that's the end of this episode on phase three. Yeah, we're on phase three. Um, so we're going to move on to Infinity War and maybe Endgame, unless Endgame's at the start of this series. We don't know yet. But next episode will definitely be Infinity War. So stick around. I say stick around. Yeah, stay tuned for that next week. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, with pretty much some variation of real film movies on all of those. Um, and our website's realfilmreviews.co.uk so check us out there as well Uh, and we'll see you all next week for Infinity War Chat Bye. Bye. Bye Bye Who's hosting next?